here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hey guys, just a little note up front. Um, you've probably noticed this coming out on the 7th of August, and I originally said it was going to come out on the 31st of July. That's all on me. I was busier than I expected to be, so I didn't have time to edit it before the 31st, so it got delayed a week. Uh, we recorded on like the 27th-ish, and it turns out that a week in Britrest is a long time. Because in that week and a half since we recorded to when the episode's going out, yeah, Bubblegum has retired apparently. Uh, I actually haven't looked into that one super closely, so I'm not sure if that's like a work retirement or a shoot retirement. Um, but I'm under the impression it's a shoot retirement, so yeah, whoever drafted him probably would have preferred not to have drafted him, uh, given that, but you know. And also, progress spoiler, if you haven't seen the latest progress show and somehow managed to completely avoid spoilers skip ahead 30 seconds if need be um south pacific power trip came back um and we spend a lot of time in this draft talking about oh shall we draft south pacific power trip is it too much of a gamble we're not sure when they're back yeah with hindsight we'd have drafted them a lot earlier obviously uh, so yeah just throwing this notice up front so you don't uh, all messages on Twitter going, oh, you're idiots for not drafting South Pacific Brow Trip earlier. Yeah, there's a reason. Uh, we know they're back now. But uh, at the time, we didn't. Yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, hopefully you enjoy the draft. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to the, a very special edition of the BritRest Roundtable, uh, it's our second ever Eurodraft. Um, it's a busy call uh, today, we've, we've got five people on. We've got the, the usual three of us, me, Robin, Ollie's here. Hey there. Uh, Arnie's here, back from Hello. Singapore. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> I was just going off what Ollie said last week. Where was it? Well, I think I said Ollie Philippines. said Philippines last week because uh. I listened. And he knew. And he <laughs> well, was. apparently my memory is very poor then, but yeah. Um, yes, hello. <laughs> but you are back. I got that part I am right. back. Um, you're no longer relying on a generator. That was bad. It sounds it. It sounds it. Um, you, 
but we're also joined by two very special guests. Um, one of them was pre-announced, and the other uh, will be somewhat of a surprise, because it's not Ian. Um, our hearts go out to, to Ian and his poor, suffering voice. And now um, you've mentioned his name, he will actually listen to the podcast. Yes, he was not happy last week, um, but uh, we, we've made up for it so far. Um, so yeah, Callum is here. Um, you may know him, among other things, from being the commentator for Progress. Hello. There we go. Look, listen to that voice you may be familiar with. Uh, and we're also joined by Alan Boone, who you may know from uh, a variety of things, including the Love the Graps podcast. And the figure four, is it British Notes or European Notes? I, I forget the title. Now, that's what Ollie does. That's uh, what I Ollie do. Does. I do the week in British wrestling. There we go. There we go. I was close. Yeah, I've revealed myself as not a um, wrestling observer subscriber currently, but uh, yes, revealed as a fraud. <laughs> Excellent. So if you didn't listen to uh, last year's podcast where we did the draft, uh, I guess I'll quickly run through uh, the rules. We've made one or two small changes since last year, but for, for the most part, it's um, it's going to be pretty much the same as as last time. Um, so yeah, uh, we've got five people on this draft as opposed to four, so obviously there'll be more people um, drafted per round. Um, the basic idea is that we're going to show off the current depth of the European scene uh, and get to talk about some of the wrestlers who we don't always get to talk about on this show um, from some of the, the smaller indies in the, the UK and uh, just some some guys we don't get to talk about who we'd like to. Uh, so this is our chance. Um, what we'll be doing is competing against each other to try and put together the best roster of guys based in Europe. Uh, we'll take it in turns to make picks from our rosters uh, for our rosters, um, obviously, with some discussion, we won't just be listing names, um, because that would be terrific audio. Um, once somebody has been picked, obviously nobody else can pick them, so we'll all end up with um, unique rosters. Uh, once the episode has gone up, I'll create some sort of vote. I think we're going to do it on Twitter again, because last time we didn't do it on Twitter for the retrospective podcast, and barely any of you voted. Um, after requesting, I didn't do it on Twitter, so I am uh, in a mood over that. So you, you better vote in this Twitter poll that we're going to put up. Um, and then obviously the person with the most votes wins. There, there'll be two different sections of the draft, um, cut it down from four from last year. We, we've taken out the international part because one to save time because we've got one extra person on. Um, but also the, the British scene has gone from strength to strength and there's even more um, straight up European guys to pick from that we don't really need to do the uh, international import section this time. Uh, we'll be drafting 18 um, male wrestlers each, uh, which will give us a total of 90 between the five of us, uh, and then four uh, female wrestlers, um, giving us 20 between the five of us. Look at that, basic maths. Um, I mentioned earlier that they're going to be European-based. Um, there's two different ways you can count as being European-based. Um, one, and it's kind of the, the easier way to qualify, uh, if you're European-born and you wrestle regularly on the European scene, then you qualify. Um, so basically, pretty much everyone European qualifies unless they're in WWE. So Neville and Jack Gallagher wouldn't count because uh, they don't wrestle on the European Indies regularly uh, due to being in WWE. Uh, but someone like uh, Zack Sabre Jr. or Osprey, 
they will qualify. Um, they they don't wrestle. They probably don't even wrestle. Zach especially probably doesn't wrestle over fifty percent of the time in Europe anymore. Um, but he's he wrestles regularly enough there that we'll count him. Uh, same with Osprey. The only person who might be kind of on the fence there is someone like um, a Martin Stone. Uh, he does wrestle very occasionally on the UK Indies, but I think he's only wrestled three times so far this year, so we're not going to count him as regularly, uh, despite being European-born and still wrestling on the European scene on occasion. Um, the other way of qualifying, um, and this is if you're not European-born, um, is if you wrestle over 50% of your 2017 matches in Europe. Now, obviously, 2017 hasn't finished yet, so it will be somewhat of a gamble if you're picking someone who's not super clear-cut. What we'll do is, uh, when we do the retrospective podcast, we'll check all the names that are kind of on the edge, and if they don't uh, meet the 50% mark, they will be completely um, disqualified and won't count towards that person's roster. So that's kind of the gamble you take if you're picking someone who may make the 50% mark, may not. To, to give kind of an example uh, of that, uh, guys like Carl Fletcher and uh, Mark Davis, two uh, Aussie blokes who have uh, come over to the UK recently, uh, they probably will qualify by the end of the year. I'm not sure they, they've quite reached the 50% mark. Their matches in 2017 wrestled in Europe yet. But since they're now based in the UK by the end of the year, I think we'd all be in agreement. They'll pretty much nailed on to wrestle over 50% of their matches uh, in Europe. Someone like David Starr is a bit of a maybe, but it's kind of looking like no at the moment. Uh, I think he's currently on around 40%, maybe 35% of his matches so far for the year wrestled in Europe. So unless he uh, wrestles a lot more in Europe in the se second half of the year, he won't qualify. But if you do want to take a gamble, that's uh, up to you. Uh, and then someone like Strickland, who has wrestled a couple of times in Europe, but you know he's it's only like 10-15% of... Uh, his matches, he's almost definitely a no. And then uh, same criteria will apply to both men and women for that. Uh, and then a few other small rules. Tag teams do not count as a single pick, uh, so beware. You probably don't want to be left with one Hunter Brother, or maybe you do. That's uh, all up to you. So that gives you... Just, just try looking them in the eye once you've picked a favourite. <laughs> <laughs> Then uh, wrestler situations outside of Europe will remain unchanged. We've kind of already covered that. Um, eh, so the the way we'll look at that um, in the retrospective podcast, we'll look at between now and the uh, the time we do the retrospective podcast, the guys who don't wrestle super regularly in the UK between now and then, we'll look at the amount of calendar months um, they wrestled on European Indies. Um, that will be the same way we, we deal with injuries as well. Um, a year from now. Uh, we'll also have a, a snaking draft order. Got the actual order here. Um, so for the men, it will start Arn's going first. We'll go Arn, Alan, Ollie, Callum, myself, then myself again, then Callum, Ollie, Alan, Arn, and then we'll start again. Uh, so if you did have the misfortune, aka myself, of uh, being last um, when I was drawing the order randomly, you do get to go first in the second round, and then the fourth round, and etc, etc. We've got a separate order for the women and the men, so they'll... Um, I ended up first in the, the women's order, as opposed to last in the, the men's, so you'll see that play out as we go along. 
Uh, I think that's about it. I've already talked for like 10 minutes straight or something stupid, so um, I will allow myself to, to give my voice a rest. Uh, I'm we furious. Did, we we did go. about like 10 minutes before we started as well, that, uh, just explaining the rules to each other, and now we've had to explain them to everyone else as well, so it's... it's... Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot to do, so uh, I want to get things underway. If anyone gets the rules wrong now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of I've been thinking about this number one pick for quite some time, and I was very worried that I was gonna that'd be with... that'd be an hour since we got told no. Order. I've been thinking about this since we we decided we were going to do another one, uh, because I knew I could get one of like five wrestlers potentially, and I changed my mind about twenty times, but. Um, when I found out I was first, I was like, there's only one guy that I desperately want above everyone else, and that's Valter. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why is because he is uh, such a cornerstone for, for WXW. Not only is he their trainer, but he's their leader. He's such a like an inspirational figure. He's great at bringing on uh, like younger talent. He can make anyone look good. He can have that, that three-star broomstick match with uh, somebody with a very limited ability. That's the kind of guy that I really want to build the promotion around. So he's my number one pick. Sorry, yeah, Rob. He was he was my number one as well. So <laughs> he was my number one as well. As uh, you you can probably tell. Yeah, I was really happy to pick him up. I think it was in like the third or the fourth round last year. I thought I got a steal uh, then, but uh, it was when I ended up fifth in this one. I was like, yeah, there's no chance I'm getting it back. There's no chance he's not picked first by somebody. Well, I wasn't going to pick him number one. So it doesn't affect my picks at all. Uh, I've given this far too much thought and I'm approaching it from the direction of my territory is a babyface territory. So I need a top babyface to lead me into the future. I've picked a guy who I saw over the latter half of 2016 and who a lot more people have seen over the first half of 2017 to show the right babyface fire, and that's Travis Banks. Yeah, he's definitely an interesting one. I hadn't got him in the, my top five, but yeah, like he had a tremendous end to last year and a tremendous this year so far. Obviously part of Bola, main eventing, Progress's big show later on this year. Um, kind of a world at his feet, but obviously um, the visa situation um, does put him a little out to lunch when we do the retrospective um when he probably won't be in the uk unless something has changed there i'm not sure i'm going to marry him (laughs) (laughs) simple simple solution yeah well uh, i believe it's my turn now and i was kind of happy getting the third pick because i had three guys who i um would have been happy picking first no matter what um so i'm going to pick the very special man of this draft Mr. Matthew Riddle at number three, um, because he has wrestled more matches in Europe than America this year. Um, Europe is basically his home. He was Progress Atlas champion for ages. Um, he's Kia's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, he's generally just acclimated himself beautifully to the Brit scene. Um, you can tell he just has so much uh, love for the scene, and he has incredible matches here, so... I don't know why I wouldn't want to pick him here at number three. Well, numbers two, three, and four in order have gone off my board in those first three picks. So I can't say I disagree with any of them because they were all in my top four. And I would have been happy to get any of them at this spot. But I think 
while there are some fantastic wrestlers still on the board, like Will Ospreay, Zack Sabre Jr., Marty Scurll, those big names, when you're looking at what you want from somewhere going forwards, I think with your number one pick, you need to pick somebody who's going to be there all the time. Someone who can really put the company on their back and be that standard bearer. And that would be my concern with picking Matt Riddle in the first round. I was hoping maybe to pick him up uh, at number seven, maybe he'd slip that far. And that would be my concern with going for an Osprey or a Sabre Jr. in this spot. But thankfully, the number one pick on my board is still available. So I'm going to pick a guy who arguably one of the best wrestlers in the world today. And, you know, wherever WWE UK goes, he seems at this point to still be very much available. He's still very much here. Uh, after some early issues with where you could wrestle, it seems that that is much less of an issue anymore. Uh, I mean, when you when you see him bringing out the WWE title at, at attack, I don't think we're really having problems with that anymore. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick Pete Dunne. Good pick. It's a strong strong choice, yeah. Yeah, uh, it does have like the the very slightish like potential to go horribly wrong if like suddenly Triple H goes. You know what? You're so good. I want you on Raw tomorrow, which is always like the the small chance. But yeah, you you can't really argue with that. And it doesn't seem super close to happening at the moment. If anything, it seems less likely than it like mm. far earlier in the year. Um, it does seem they've kind of cooled off on the the WWE UK whole deal, conveniently at the same rate as ITV's cooled off on uh, World of Sport. Um. What a coincidence. Shocker, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, that, um, I mean, that aside, even if he was doing WWE UK shows, that wouldn't really affect his availability. You know, we saw that they generally tape during the week, so it was only if he suddenly were to get whisked off to Florida. And I think that's kind of, that's the difficult thing with uh, this first round of the draft, this first certain top tier of people. You either have people who are only here part-time, or people who it is entirely plausible could be in Florida by the end of the year. Yeah. And that's it's kind of the decision I've been left now because there's no like Travis. One of tra- the reasons Travis Banks was such a good pick is that he um he is one of the few people who kind of seems to have circumnavigated that. Although you know no one would be no one would uh, bat an eyelid if WWE did go. Yeah, we want to sign you, but uh, it, he doesn't have the immediate ties to my knowledge anyway. Um. So, who do I want to take for my first round pick? Do I go with my head or my heart? I think I'm going to go with my head here, because I don't have much of a heart. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking about going for Osprey, because um, he is my favourite wrestler, but I think I'm going to go with Mark Andrews. Actually, I've just realised I'm I have the next two picks, so I can pick both. Yeah, there we <laughs> go. There's that... Uh, Beauty of the snake. One. Um... Yeah, so I'm taking Mark Andrews and Will Ospreay there. Um, two of, I think you'd get very, very little argument saying they're two of the like best high flyers easily in the world. Two of the flat-out best wrestlers in the world. Um, I was never a Mark Andrews guy until 2017. Something about him just wasn't clicking with me in the way it always did with Ospreay. And I always kind of saw him as... Uh, he was used in a lot of the same ways as Osprey was used, and I always like saw Osprey as a, a far superior version. 2017, it is all clicked for me. I am all in on Mark Andrews. I think he's had some of the best matches, both in Europe and the world. 
and he's maybe even I'd say he's probably outperformed Osprey uh, so far this year, uh, with the slight proviso being that I haven't seen the best of the Super Juniors final yet. He also doesn't have the commitments elsewhere that Osprey does, with the aside from the aforementioned potential to be whisked off to to Florida due to the WWE UK connection. But yeah, I'm uh, very happy to have both of them, and uh, yeah, that's. They have quite good matches together. I don't know if you guys have heard, so um, <laughs> that that would be a, a fun one to throw on. I mean, I feel like with these first picks, you are kind of you're sort of signalling what your big match as a company could be, right? So if you're telling me that your big match is Mark Andrews and Will Osprey, that's that's all right. I've seen that <laughs> a few times. Uh, I've been playing at the call at once, and it was incredible. That, of course, the match where the t- two of the best high flyers to come out of Europe in a decade and the top rope broke uh was and it was still a hell of a match uh anyone tell me what mark andrews won that match with i remember uh cop killer vertebreaker yeah vertebreaker whatever you want to call it uh yeah whatever you want to call it all right next pick again i'm kind of going with this principle and i feel bad about this being left in this position but the other guys that I wanted have been taken, and I don't think I can stray from this. Uh, or can I? Mm. Oh, this is difficult. <laughs> because, obviously, Pete Dunne is best as, as, as a villain. So I think I need to have a hero to go against him. And there are two that I'm looking at. And I feel like maybe youth over experience... And uh, we've seen what these two can do on the biggest the biggest stage. So I think I probably have to go Tyler Bate. I mean, it's a perfect pairing. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Mark Andrews, Will Osprey, and Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate is a pretty good couple of pairs there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with a pairing that we actually didn't get to see um, for circumstantial reasons. Um, but this man, who I'm going to pick next, breaks lariats with his head. He made Arn Furious cry, and yeah. he had an incredible match to main event 16 Carat. It's Ilya Dragunov. Um, he is just a ridiculous pro wrestler. Um, very much in the style of like King's Road, 90s or Japan. Um, just fights with some of like the biggest fire you see in all of Europe. Obviously, he doesn't have the biggest amount of exposure, probably, of anyone who's been picked so far. He's got the least exposure um, coming from WXW, which is probably like the least well-known international promotion in Europe. But he definitely has that potential to break out, and he has incredible matches, as I said. And he can have that match of Riddle, which we never got to see because of family commitments that Ilya Dragunov had. I really hope we do get to see that match at some point. So that's kind of my, my big pairing there. And he's kind of my, my number one babyface, so to speak. Right, well, I need a heel to go against my top babyface. And I'm going to go against the biggest rotter in wrestling today. <laughs> um, he is hated everywhere he goes, except somehow progress seemed to be making him a, a babyface. And good luck with that. Um, I'm picking Chris Brooks. Chris Brooks is going to have a massive second half of 2017. He's already had a pretty big first half, and he's been in tag teams with everybody. So I've got a bit of a tag team <laughs> expert there as well. And also, let's not forget, current Fight Club Pro Champion. Hands up if when Alan said the biggest rotter in all of the UK, everyone instantly thought of someone else. 
No, I thought Brooks. Ah, I thought Chris away. Brooks. <laughs> really? I, He's a I, actually had, I actually started writing his name down <laughs> <laughs> like when he said that. Okay. That gives me an insight into uh, where I can draft a particular guy later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was kind of hoping to get Brooks, but um, I, I'm left in a kind of tricky spot here because there are a lot of big names still out there, but like, how frequently are they going to be available? I'm also cognizant that I want a certain style of professional wrestling to take place in, in the promotion that I'm booking. Um, given those two problems that I'm presented with, I'm going to go with Mark Haskins because he's very, very good at wrestling. He can do all the technical stuff, but he can also kind of hang with the hard-hitting uh, guys. And also he's good with uh, helping to bring people along. So I think you've got like a, a really good all-rounder in Haskins. He can go uh, face or heel as well, which people tend to forget because he's been a face for so long. Uh, the same with Volta, he can go face or heel. So I, I can choose however I want to go with that. That match hasn't happened in, that hasn't happened in six years. I had Haskins down as a heel as well. So similar thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, he's capable of doing both. Uh, the same with, with Volta. Volta's just become Volta now. So it's like he, he can be either. <laughs> and and just Volta. I, I've just realised it's snaked back to me. Uh, <laughs> thanks for keeping me on my toes there. It's going to happen every time. <laughs> um, a, I'm going to go for one of the big names then, um, just to get him off the board. But uh, I really want Marty Skrull. Um In terms of personality, they don't come much bigger. And I'm aware that... Uh, Volta and Haskins are both extremely good workers, but um, where they might lack some what is in, in terms of like what they can do on the microphone, do with promos and stuff, I think Skull would help to fill in those holes, uh, main event picture. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm going with. Okay, I'm looking underneath my top feud now. So obviously the top feud there is Travis Banks, Chris Brooks, or is it? I might explain that later. Um, I need something underneath, something to thrill the fans, although that will thrill. Uh, so I'm looking for the smaller guys a little bit. Um, I'm going for a guy who is so massively popular. Uh, he's got possibly the best music currently in Britress, if you don't count Bangarang, and I don't think we can count Bangarang. Uh, I'm going for Omari. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's an that, that's, uh, interesting one, picking him that early, but yeah. That's, an, that's a reach. The bold pick so early? It, he wasn't quite as high on mine? I, it might pay off, though, yeah. Well, it's when I went early for Tyler Bate last year. I went really early for him, and everyone else went, oh, I wanted to get him later. <laughs> so uh, I, I have so, the same yeah. feeling with Amari that he was on my list. of I was going to be a bit sneaky and pick him early as well, but not this early. <laughs> That will be very interesting to revisit a year from now, because uh, that could be a stroke of genius, or it could be one you look back and go, yeah, maybe a year too early, but uh, it, it will be interesting to, to see how it pans out. That worked out for Tyler. Everything's worked out for Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've got a couple of options here. I could go with a guy who's maybe a bit more available right now. Um... <clears throat> or I could go with a guy who only drops in occasionally, but is very, very good when he does. I think I'm going to go with the most charismatic man in British wrestling, uh, Mr. Trent Seven, because he is one of my favourite wrestlers, and he's so adaptable, he can do anything you want. Um, face or heel, comedy or serious, um, he can fill any role, face any opponent, and do it really, really well. And he's also got the touch on the microphone, which a lot of guys don't have, or at least don't have haven't shown it yet like he's he's a master at talking 
um, setting up matches and stuff. And, like I say, very adaptable. Uh, so yeah, Trent Seven. So, uh, I think you guys have exposed yourselves here as a group of goddamn indie smart marks <laughs> with your Chris Brooks's and your Omaris and your Trent Sevens. I want to let's get it back to basics. Let's get it back to being hard hitting, to being impressive physically, to making everything look like it hurts, to being adaptable as either a baby face or a heel and pick one of my favorite wrestlers in the UK today, Rampage Brown. We want to talk about guys who can put companies on their backs. Rampage Brown. It's definitely an interesting one. Like he hasn't been around in like progress recently. Um, WCPW's been using him mainly, uh, and I haven't seen him much there. But yeah, he was always impressive when he was in progress. So we, we will see how that one turns out. His match with Jeff Cobb on Sunday was apparently oosh-tastic. <laughs> <laughs> of an oosh. Had a feeling you might go early on him. Had him uh, marked off as a, a Callum pick, um, <laughs> which gives you some insight on how over detailed my uh, picking spreadsheet has been. Um, yeah, so I've got two picks now. Right, so when I um, was putting together kind of my, my tier list, um, I had 14 people in my top tier, um, so was really not hoping to be fifth, because that would only give me the 15th pick for my my third one for my roster um but those that amari pick and the rampage brown pick i didn't have either of them in my top tier so that's left me two options for my top tier but i am hmm one of them is very similar to the other two people i've already got in osprey and andrews and I'm wondering, do I want to diversify away from that a little bit? Or do I just want to go all in on the the flippy-doos, as it were? <laughs> um, hmm. No, I'm, I'm going to... For one of my two picks, uh, I'm going to go with Zack Sabre Jr., who was actually the person I, I thought you were talking about through all your intro with, um, there, Callum. Uh, for, for Rampage Brown, I'd actually half typed him into the um, <laughs> to the spreadsheet and had to uh, backspace and go, nope, not hard hitter. Zack Sabre Jr. makes everything look hurt. Yeah, Zack Sabre Jr. can play face or heel. Zack Sabre Jr. Oh no, it's Rampage Brown. So I will snap up Zack Sabre Jr. Then I think I want someone who can can carry things from a a talkative dimension. Uh, so I think I'm going Zach Gibson here. Um, uh, good stuff. That's <laughs> what I was thinking of when Alan picked Chris Brooks. Ah, ah right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That that makes a lot of. He sense. is also a rotter, I would say. I've I've ended up nabbing both uh, Zacks there. Looking at my initial three, while Zach can play both, and I guess Osprey can too, as evidenced by his progress run that I really enjoyed, although didn't seem to get too much love from a lot of people but I, I thought it was brilliant but Zach Gibson is very much an elite level heel uh, especially uh, in UK in, in the UK and in certain cities so um, happy to have him aboard. I'm feeling a bit silly right now because I was <laughs> I was swithering between the two Drampage Brand and Zach Gibson I thought maybe I can pick him I can pick Gibson back on the uh, on the backswing. It's a dangerous game. It is. It is. That, that's why. I do, that's why I, I think this spot is the worst. 
so I got a, I got a few to pick from here. And I got I've got one guy who would make a great pair with my last pick. And another couple of guys that I like a lot. I think ah, this is this is bad because I'm just gonna this whole thing is just gonna be me being complete progress homer, <laughs> and I'm gonna make myself entirely predictable. I'm gonna have to try and mix it up later on, but <laughs> I think I have to go for Jimmy Havoc. Uh, I I guess I'll I I have a couple of ways to go, and I kind of um I kind of feel bad about um the the pick I want to make because it would leave a tag team ununited, but I think I might do it anyway and let the dirty wolf fly on his own. Kid like us, you come <laughs> aboard. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, he was the guy I was talking about um, in kind of wanting, but then I was like, well, I've already got Osprey and Andrews and they're two young high flyers, not quite as young as Lycos, but uh, yeah, I I too really wanted him. Well, Kid Like Us was going to be my next pick uh, to not only reunite the tag team with Chris Brooks, but also to be the foil for Omari, lower down the card as a singles wrestler. I do wrestler. apologize. <laughs> well, it would have created a ridiculous visual. So, you know, it's probably best we don't go for that. So I am going to go for my backup pick for that foil for Omari. And another one that I'm picking on potential and hoping that he... He does find that potential because it's it's been there for so long and he just hasn't got the bookings to realise it yet. And that's Chris Ridgway. He stole Rob's guy. That's Rob's guy. Wow. You're breaking my heart there, Alan. I thought <laughs> I thought I could go another round without picking him because I knew those guys would uh, would rip me to shreds for picking Ridgway too early. But uh, <laughs> uh, that's. That's that's a that's a hard one to take. Um, okay, uh, so back to me. Um, this is another guy that I, I'm going to pick him early because I want to make sure I get him, uh, which has been the the kind of spirit of the thing so far, and that's Dan Maloney. Um, I think he's the best up and coming heel like anywhere, and this is like 2018 is going to be the year where he breaks out. I'm absolutely certain of it. So. Um, yeah, Dan Maloney. I think he's a can't miss. Wow, I'm just writing off the last six months of Dan Maloney's year there. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be shit for the next six months, but then after that... I think he's going to build up over the next six months, and then 2018, it's going to be his year. Mm-hmm. It's your your turn again, Arm. It's not, because we're going Egan. off the women. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, look who's on his toes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got Not served. me, because it is me, and I did not realise. Um... Thankfully, I am first pick here, so I get to pick Tony Storm, um, mm-hmm. who, for, for my money, is comfortably the best woman from Europe at the moment. Like, there's a few people who run her close-ish, but yeah, Tony Storm's an amazing wrestler, um, and you know the world is now going to be aware of that um, through the Mae Young Classic. Uh, and obviously her time in stardom. But whenever she is over in Europe, she is excellent there too. Um, it does kind of run the risk of um, them going, uh, them seeing her in the Mae Young Classic going, yep, you're you're here now. Um, you're not working any indies anymore. You're going straight in, straight to Florida. Um, but 
for someone as good as Tony Storm, that is a risk I am prepared to take. It's a no-brainer. Yep. Definitely. Um, there's two people I really want, and one of them is not going to be here when it comes around to me next. Um, so it just depends on who I really want. I think I'm going to go with the Session Moth Martina. Oh, wow. It's it's controversial, oh. but she's been endlessly entertaining when I've seen her, and um, she offers something that every other woman in this draft doesn't have. Um, so she's completely unique, and she's not going to be here when it swings around to round two, so I'm going to take her. I did not see that coming, um, <laughs> which is kind of a good thing uh, for me, because... Um... Yeah, I, I'm definitely, definitely going with Kaylee Ray. Um, yeah, that was who I was torn between. But I, I don't think anyone else is close. Uh, I think it's Tony Storm, Kaylee Ray, and then there's quite a drop off into into third place. So I'm, I'm thrilled that she's still there for, for me to pick up. Very happy with that. Mm. That's my top two gone. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I'm torn between three here. Um, in a way, one current one veteran and one potential um which way shall i go um i'm going to go with potential and i'm going to pick dahlia black uh, she is going That's... to be the heel that anchors my women's division it's a ballsy one because <laughs> there's every chance she might not uh make a single appearance for the rest of the year again i'll marry her <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of marriage we can all you are already Banks married. His big Grapp's house. Well, yeah, the wi- the wife is is understandable about this. Well, I'm doing a uh, I'm doing a little happy dance right now because I don't care. Call me a homer, but I get two picks, which means I get to pick two women to work together, two women who I know can go against each other and have incredible matches, great matches, tons of potential between the two of them, potential to grow together, history relationship with these two picks, I'm going to pick Ginny and Laura DiMatteo. Ginny was who I thought I was going to end up with going third. So I thought it's going to be Tony Storm, Kaylee Ray, and then I'll get Ginny. But um, G- Ginny was, was absolutely great. a lock for me to take first if she was there. Getting the back end, there are other people in the draft that maybe in isolation I would have taken over Laura, but I think being able to have the pair Works mm-hmm. for yeah, me. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Alan again. Right, so I need someone to oppose Dahlia Black. So I need someone to be a big baby face. So I'm going to go back to uh, the current pick that I spoke about before, and I'm going to take Viper. I think Viper will be very good to build that around uh, as World of Sport tried to do. Um, having... Kaylee Ray puts me in a, an immediate winning situation uh, <laughs> because it means that whoever she's working with, there's a good chance it's going to be a, a solid match. Um, so uh, I'm going to go with uh, somebody who I know she's already had a good match with, and that's uh, Casey Owens. Um, she's, of, of the women that have not gone so far, I think she's possibly the best prospect. Uh, there are a lot of others out there that are kind of bubbling under, but they've had less uh, ring time. So I think uh, I want to go Casey Owens. It's a good pick. Um, I had her pretty high. Um, I think I'm going to go with 
a second Irish lady, Katie Harvey. Um, she cut like an excellent promo on her Super Strong Style video, um, which I thought that was very well put together. She's putting together a good feud with Martina, who I drafted earlier, um, and they're going to have a match at WrestleRama, I believe. Um, and that's been built to very nicely, so I'm sort of piggybacking on OTT here a little bit. Um, I also think she she has grown a lot in the last six months or so. Um, she's become a lot better, and happy to have her, the double Irish uh, contingent here. Right then, um, so who do I pick to partner up with Tony Storm? Well, while she can play both, as evidenced by some of her working stardom, I think she's at her best as a face. So I'm going to pick somewhat of a monster for her to go against. Um, I'm going to go for Alpha Female, um, which I, I wasn't expecting to, to still be available uh, at this point. Um, so happy to have her aboard. I think they those two can have some very, very good matches together. Again, does kind of run the risk of could they be heading to Florida relatively soon? They both could, but um, hopefully... For my sake, if if not for their own uh, well-being in life, uh, hopefully not in the near future anyway, because uh, I think they're both very good, and I'm very happy to have them aboard on the roster. Was I the last person in the world to find out that she was Master Chono's stepdaughter? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> no, because I found out after you. <laughs> yeah, apparently Master Chono is her stepdad. Fair play. Which makes everything make so much more sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's blown my mind. <laughs> Back to Arn then on the men, right? Back we'll, up we'll let, on the men. Let Rob yeah. recompile his mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm looking at the, the list of what's left and we've kind of we've kind of gone through all the really big uh, top stars and we've dropped down to like another level uh, that's slightly underneath that. But the one guy that exists in that level and is potentially a, a massive star is the current uh, WXW champion, Ewan Simmons. And we didn't pick him at all last year. But since then, like since last year's draft, he's made us look like fucking idiots. <laughs> Not a lot of us, because he's been incredible. And uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely a guy I want. Massive star power, great on the microphone, good as a heel or a face. But he doesn't like football. Good. <laughs> yeah, good, good. No, I, mean, I can't trust a man who doesn't like football. Football's fake, wrestling's real, mate. Mm. You are right there. Only wrestling <laughs> is real. Um, okay, so it's my pick next. Uh, now, remember I said earlier about that I had Travis Banks against possibly Chris Brooks as my top feud. I'm saving that for the end of the year. So I need someone to put in Travis Banks's way right off the bat. And in fact, I'm going to put someone who's actually going to put people in Travis Banks' way because I need an evil mastermind. And there's <laughs> only really one name there. Pete Dunne was, was a possibility. But I'm going for Nathan Cruz, who plays the perfect evil mastermind. Excellent pick. I take back what I said about you being a filthy indie smartmark. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good pick. There are a lot of good picks from here um, because it is... A lot more open, as Arn said, we've sort of gone beyond that top tier of guys now, and now it is kind of like playing Mystic Megabit. Um, there is a gentleman who has recently moved to this country who 
has looked incredible in his first couple of matches, and I see that I've already picked Kid Lycos, and he had some very good sequences against Lycos where he absolutely mullered him. It's Don't Dunkzilla, it. Mark Davis. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Fitting into the theme of getting in early. Uh, I'm getting in early with the Dunkzilla. Um, and probably putting him against Lycos straight away. Well, I, uh, I had this pick in my back pocket, because obviously we talked about the rule, and Matt Riddle went in the first round. I had this pick in my back pocket, and I did just before we came on, counted up his matches, and he has comfortably wrestled more in Europe so far this year than in the States, and he is spending much of the last quarter of the year, I believe almost all of September, October, and November, based in Germany. And I think he's a hell of a wrestler, a hell of a guy, uh, has probably the best facial expressions in all of wrestling right now. And I'm going to pick Sir Timothy Thatcher. He is about a million times better in Germany as a ring camp guy than anywhere else. So, (laughs) Yeah, he's been great in Germany. He's been great in progress as well. Mm -hmm. It just turns on in Europe, I guess. It evolves Timothy Thatcher is awful. (laughs) He's growing on me, I've got to say. I hope Rob's mind has been reassembled now. <laughs> just, just about. Um, although I was, um, again, like disappointed. He's been kicked. <laughs> yeah. Um, although I was disappointed to see Mark Davis go, because I had this big speech lined up. For, like, I've got a lot, <laughs> lot of small guys so far. And yeah, with the possible exception of of Gibson, I feel I need some size on the roster, but someone who can work well with the small flippy guys. And then he went. Um, but I am still going to go for a, a, a bigger guy now. Um, I'm going to go for the Avalanche, Robert Dreisker, now. Because uh, mm-hmm. I do need some size on my roster. And he is a big boy and a very good wrestler at that. And he loves football, so... Yeah, he's a big fan. Unfortunately, he's a Liverpool fan, so... Well, even better then. Even better. We can um, watch the games together. What a a lovely picture we're painting. (laughs) (sighs) But now I have to pick again, as I'm again surprised by the fact that (laughs) it drafts despite having created the rules myself. Um, (laughs) I think I'm still a little bit a little bit face-heavy, maybe? Hmm. No, I'm going to pick someone who's quite versatile. Um, I'm going to go for Bad Bones here. Um, for a, a double mainland European pick. Double WXW pick. Um, he... I think a lot of people are more familiar with him as a face. Because um, that's what he's been... A lot of the time for like the past five or so years, but uh, I think he's he's set to do some really good uh, heel work in WXW as the leader of Rise, and I think he's going to impress a lot of people in the next year because that's really freshened him up that turn there. Uh, so yes, another guy I'm happy to have aboard. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop being a homer at some point. <laughs> at some point, I'll stop just picking progress. But not games. today. But not yet. But <laughs> not right now. Because I thought about how late I could leave this guy. Uh, because he is my guy. He is one of my favourite guys to watch, to, to call. He's one of my favourite people. And I think, looking at my last pick, a hell of a clash of styles and a hell of a story could be told with him and Timothy Thatcher. 
I think he's an incredible baby face. We can get the crowd behind him. I'm going to go ahead and pick Jack Sexsmith. Wow. He's my Omari. <laughs> Timothy Thatcher and Jack Sexsmith. That's a, that is an amazing match. Yeah, I quite like <laughs> to see it. It's like it matches you never knew you wanted. Right? <laughs> I hadn't planned it this way, but when I picked Thatcher and I was thinking about Sexsmith, I was like, actually, that's that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Or even and Jack versus Rampage as well. Uh, and I think we're all going to see on Sunday. Well, I'm not there, but I'll see it eventually. Uh, Jack versus Pete, and how good that's going to be. So yeah, that's yeah, he's going up another level this year. Um, I think that was the Travis Banks match that really, from that point on, he was just he was wrestling at another level. And even uh, you know, you guys won't have seen it yet uh, unless you were there. I don't know if you were there. The match he had with David Starr on Freedom's Road was excellent. Really, really good. Um, I've picked Mark Davis, so I may as well round out um, Team Aussie with Kyle Fletcher, the Aussie Arrow. Um, he's surprisingly a somewhat of a big guy. Like you kind of see his looking, he's a bit young liony, um, and he's got the goofy hair, which I do enjoy. Like he's a natural baby face, um, but he's very young. He's got a lot of room to grow, and he's gonna be mentored by some of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, so him and Davis, I think, are gonna go far, and it would be wrong to have one without the other. So got both Davis and Fletcher, and I'm very happy with that. Mm. Uh, I am going to change where I was going um, just take a little detour and I'm going to pick Mike Bird Ooh, good pick. Uh, I love Mike Bird uh, he's very versatile can do uh, face, can do heel, can do singles, can do tag team uh, can roast a ring announcer like <laughs> nobody would believe, uh, Rob <laughs> will know what I'm talking about although if you've seen the VOD of the recent Good Wrestling show you won't see it because it was left off the VOD the, the um, end of it's on there. The, the very oh, end of it's on there. Yeah, he, he left uh, no prisoners in that ring. Um, it was well, quite except something. the prisoner being Adam East. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going with Mike Bird. I was intending on picking a tag team this uh, this time around. The tag team I wanted to pick was Boar and Bird. So um, <laughs> that's kind of gone wrong. Uh, so instead, I'm going to pick up the London Riots. Because... Um, I think those two teams are, are probably the two most consistent operating on the on the UK scene. The riots are good against anybody that can. They're all they're just constantly reliable. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to take them. Obviously, I wanted that bird and boar team because it's been less overexposed. But uh, I'll take the riots. And that leaves me nicely when it <laughs> snakes back uh, to pick up wild boar uh, to unite that tag team of the Marauders and also another guy who can do singles. Uh, I can also use him as the world's smallest monster to be put in front of Travis Banks by evil mastermind Nathan Cruz. I do love Wild Ball. It's great. Uh, still plenty of options to go for here, um, but I think I'm going to go with a man who like, released a very personal story, obviously leaving teaching to become a full-time wrestler. It's a big deal, and I think his stock has risen because of it. He's been having very good singles matches recently. Um, especially in the cockpit. I think they've been, they've been telling a great story with him as the underdog there, and it's about to get paid off really soon. Uh, Mr. Eddie Dennis, come aboard. Very solid, very solid. Yeah, he's, he was my first favourite wrestler when I came back to Brit Wrestling. I'm not sure he still is now, but I still love seeing him. Although, we'll say it, not the same without Andrew WK. Yeah. 
So make sure you get the rights. <laughs> <laughs> make sure your promotion stays small enough. Yes. <laughs> With Riddle on board, he's got no chance. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've got two guys here who are about as different as it's possible to get. So I'm going to try and pick them up either side if I get lucky again. We'll see how lucky I get. But I'm going to go ahead and pick the big guy. Uh, not right back. Not that big. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but I love, I, I love big lad wrestling. Um, I've seen this guy have great matches with Rampage. <laughs> He could have great matches with just about anyone. And, I, and this is about as close to a non-progress homer pick as I can get right now because he hasn't been in progress for a little while. I'm going to pick Joe Coffey. That's, if that's as far away from progress as you get, that'll... Uh... Just just right now. Just right now. I've got some others for later on. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I can't I can't argue with Joe Coffey. He's, he's a very, very good wrestler. Um, as are so he's many. He's a mighty wrestler. You might say he's a mighty wrestler. So another <laughs> two picks, which I've never been ready for, does lean, lend itself nicely to tag team, but I think I'm going to go a different route this time. I'm going to go with two young guys who I'm a big fan of, but are both still very much improving, getting more exposure, moving up the card. But they also work quite well from a, a face-heel dynamic, uh, in that one is a, a natural face and the other a natural heel. Um, because one is very unlikable, very easily. Um, I'm going to go with Maris Alani and Josh Bodum as my next two picks. Um, I could see those two having really good matches together, and potentially being um, a really good undercard feud, um, as they both kind of rise up the card together. As the Marius the Alani was progresses. the unlikable one, yeah? <laughs> uh, you you can I'll leave that one up to you guys. Uh... Yeah, open to interpretation. He's beautifully hateable, is Bowden, isn't he? I'm feeling I'm feeling goaded here into going non-progress. <laughs> I'm feeling goaded. We've gone this head, guys. Uh, well, I, th- I think it's more because I want to be unpredictable as well. So I'm going to go for a guy who I rate quite highly, uh, having seen him be. Just a straight wrestler guy. His amateur credentials are uh, are very good. I saw him in a match with Liam Slater in Edinburgh. Uh, just a, you know, a quick little match, nothing too fancy, but very much enjoyed it. Uh, he has a hell of a lot of charisma on the microphone. Uh, I am going to go for Joe Hendry, a guy who I have to say I'd love to see in progress. He he was one of my next picks. Um. So you've all just gone to progress, guys. We'll just leave them for Callum. <laughs> Mixing it up. Mixing it, it up. I think I'm going to go back to Ireland for my next pick, and probably the top prospect in OTT, Mr. Jordan Devlin, because he's been having some very good matches, sort of sneaky under the hood. He had a very good match with Moose, of all people, um, where he did this incredible... He got tossed out of a ring onto like the little balcony they have and jumped back in, and it lit the roof on fire, if that's a phrase. I'm not sure. But yeah, <laughs> Jordan Devlin. He's one to watch uh, for the future. Um, I know Ian got him last year, and we, he was just kind of bubbling under then. I think now he's got that bigger resume. He had that very weird WWE UK match where it was really bad, but because it, he, like, it was bad, he got over as a heel massively. It was <laughs> kind of weirdly worked out for him. Um, and yeah, I, <laughs> I don't want to say he had a bad match, but underplay that. He's been having very good matches 
um, happy to have him on. I'm going to reach down again into my um, my secondary division, my X division, uh, whatever you want to call it, the, the lighter weights. And I'm going to go with a guy who has a lot of charisma. I wish I could see him more down south. I don't tend to see him a lot because he is based in Scotland, and that's Kenny Williams. You are now uh, you are now obliged to pick Doug Williams at some point later um, <laughs> we are not having the Williams sisters broke up. Um, we've had enough heartbreak on this episode. Okay. Uh, again, we've got like a, a mixture of guys left on on the table here, and I'm debating whether I need to like pick up some tag teams now or whether to wait till later. Uh, to strengthen that. But then we only have like 18 guys anyway, so I'm going to go with somebody who uh, has come up with a completely shockingly different new gimmick of late, and that's Tom Dawkins, who is now Cara Noir. Completely different to anything that you you got out there uh, on the UK scene. Um, so yeah, he, he's just going to give me something completely different. And, and he's really good. It's come back to me again, hasn't it? Straight away. And another guy who I've kind of changed my mind on is Flash Morgan Webster, who, when we did this a year ago, I can't remember who picked him, but somebody said, I'm going for Flash Morgan Webster, and me and Rob went, you can have him. Um, <laughs> I believe that was me, but he was injured at the time, yeah, so he, he was, did kind of lose stock because of that. Yeah, he's come back from injury. He has been like revitalized. Like His, his energy levels are so high, and... The matches that you're having are consistently very good, um, so I, I'm thrilled to have him back, and I'm, I'm glad to have him on my uh, roster. You can still have him. Uh, oh. I've, I've, been, I've been toying with Flash for two rounds. Uh, actually, even three. As far back as the Sexsmith pick, Flash was a consideration. I just haven't quite pulled the trigger, and now I've, uh, now I've been punished for it. I would love to see Cara Noir in progress, Callum. Because if nothing else, I don't even want him to wrestle, although he is a great wrestler. That entrance in the ballroom, could you imagine it? <laughs> My God. Just be amazing. Um, okay, I'm going to uh, find it, a there's, foil. There's, there's, no, there's nothing worse with Karen Noir than someone than having a lighting guy who can't get it right. No. <laughs> no. Although he did it in the Resistance Gallery. On, on Saturday, and um, there are did, no you all, did you all just shine there. your phones? Is that what you yes, did? pretty much, yeah, yeah. Um, or our shiny faces from the heat in there. <laughs> um, right, I'm going to go for a foil for Kenny Williams initially, and this is a guy that I'm hiring on the proviso that he's his phone gets taken away for him. He's never <laughs> allowed anywhere near a computer, <laughs> um, but he can have a microphone. Uh, I'm going for Ryan Smile. Smiling Ryan. Everyone's Twitter favorite. He's a massive idiot. Great wrestler, <laughs> it's, it's, massive idiot. It's a bold I, pick. I I, I took him off my board. But... <laughs> well, how do I follow that one? There's a couple of ways to go. I kind of want Mr. Chief Deputy done because, ironically, he's so much fun, um, and I won't rhyme anymore. Um, like. He's completely revitalized his career by going all in on the anti-fun gimmick. He's been doing it for a while, but now it is his thing, which he's taking everywhere. And, like, he just, he, again, he does something different. I, th I think kind of what I wanted from this draft is a lot of different guys, especially after last year when I kind of went a bit samey and went a bit middle of a road. I kind of want some, some weirder um, guys who can do different things. Uh, Chief Deputy Dunn, I think, fits in there very well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue this this wonderful revelatory streak uh, 
of going away from progress <laughs> uh, and pick up a guy who naturally complements one of my earlier picks and is someone, again, who I think I'd love to see in progress. I've uh, been very impressed with, I believe, his match against Pete Dunne from Pro Wrestling Elite has just been uploaded to YouTube while we've been talking, so I'm going to watch that later. I'm going to take Mark Coffey. Coffee boys. Mm. Yeah. Um, two picks again. Right, I think I am taking Primate, because he is another guy who I think has improved a lot in the last year, and I'm very excited to see what he does in the next I, year. I, I believe you mocked me for picking him last year. Yeah, um, I was wrong uh, on that because he is a very good wrestler uh, and I'd like to see him show up in a few places where he's uh, perhaps given a better chance to shine um, because some of the stuff he is uh, putting in WCPW may not be entirely conducive to um, having the great matches as it were but uh he's you're really talking around saying wcpw isn't very good that's what you're <laughs> i mean it's not you're taking Jesus. the long way around if there's anything i do a lot of it's taking the long way around in conversations so the, the, i i can get i can use one of my favorite words in this conversation which is taking a very circuitous route <laughs> To talking about it, about word. WCPW. It's a great word. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, and hmm, to go along with that, I think I'll take El Ligero. Yeah, <laughs> thought I might sneak him in, but yeah. Yeah, he he was a guy. Well, I was not sure where I should have picked him, because um, like on any wrestling card where he can he can slide in anywhere from the opener to the main event and not look out of place, like. There's no point where you go, oh no, this is too early for El Ligero. But there's always kind of that feel of, oh, I can probably leave it another round. But uh, I don't want to leave it any further because I had a feeling he was mm. maybe on the verge of going. Um, El Ligero's so good that you almost forget he's good because he's so consistently good. Um, and I will be very happy to add that consistent, consistent greatness to my roster. Well, let me tell you, he was definitely very close to going because... I'm going to take a tag team partner here for my last pick. I've been taking the risk, and I was thinking about doing the same with a different tag team. Uh, I would have taken El Ligero with Mark Coffey's spot, but uh, I think I, I remember. I think less so this year, but I think in last year's draft, I think it was definitely a consideration of taking El Ligero very early because you had the top tier of Marty, Will, and Zach, but they were all traveling quite a lot, and you didn't necessarily have the Pete Dunns, the Travis Bankses who we were as regularly performing well. And I think there was definitely an argument that, well, Ligero's just always going to be there. If you want him to wrestle two shows on, on one day at different ends of the country, he'll make it happen. <laughs> so I think there's an argument to take him early, but a, a great utility. Uh, so a little bit jealous. But I'm obviously going to take Jackie Polo. Uh, again, I, I think I, I saw them on the same show that I show, saw Joe Hendry. Uh, I think I'd seen them before. But the Polos are a great team. Uh, I'm not necessarily going to go the route of tag teams because I haven't ended up at either end. Uh, so I don't know if I'm going to get a tag team for them to work with. Uh, it may well be that Mark goes somewhere else. And I actually think that Jackie versus Jack Sexsmith is a good program as well. Uh, I think Jackie could be kind of like where Zach Gibson was for Sexsmith in progress. Jackie Polo could kind of fulfill that role. So I think Jackie Polo, another guy who is... You wouldn't, you wouldn't have thought when he was 
first in ICW, that he would be a great babyface, and the Polos would be a great babyface team. But they've turned into it, so uh, yeah, I'm going to take Jackie Polo. Uh, I'm enjoying how your diversification away from progress has just been to go Scottish. Um. Well, <laughs> what else am I going to watch? What do you want from me? Yeah. yeah. I, I, had, um, I did have Amari and Ridgeway, like, probably a couple of picks away from now, but they've gone super early. So. Callum's gone Scottish. Um, I'm kind of going Irish here, and I'm going to pick a guy who I think would work very well uh, alongside Chief Deputy Dunn or against him. It's the ultra star, Angel Cruz. Because he anchored that British Strong Style match, which was hilarious. Probably the funniest match I've seen all year, and just so well thought out as well. It went like 20, 25 minutes, but no one was ever out of place for a single for a single moment. Um, and, like, again, he's a guy who can do something different to everybody else. He can do the backstage segments. Um, he can promote the show on Twitter in an, in an interesting and funny way. Like, he, he has that personality around him. He can work very well with guys I've already drafted. And I think he's going to get a lot more spotlight uh, going forward uh, for the next few months. I have never seen Angel Cruz. Hopefully that'll change. Yeah, I hope it will. <laughs> right, I'm going to repeat a thought that I had last year when I was listening to you guys do the draft. Why do you hate money? I'm picking <laughs> Grado. Nobody picked Grado last year. Nobody. Yeah, I so remember calling you guys year. up on that as well, actually. So I'm going for Grado because I love money. I actually, when we got to the last round last year, I had like the last pick, and I was looking at Grado and thinking I should probably take him just for the financial standpoint. But then I ended up picking Lucas Archer to complete the tag team, and that that was it. And nobody else went for him. But like I had him in the back of my mind. That I wanted him late, but it just didn't happen. And uh, let's not forget, he's great. Nah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, not as a suit wearing heel. No, I mean, I, I think he's incredibly entertaining, and you've got enough utility on your roster already. That I mean, can you imagine Grado versus Nathan Cruz? Exactly. That's great. That is. That's great. Grado, Chris Brooks. Yeah. Grado versus Wildborn. With Wildboard just like not having any idea what's going on. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of potential there. Thanks, thanks, Callum. <laughs> I just, I know, I'm just because I remember having the exact same thought last year, and being like, "What are you guys doing?" Because this is when you know Grado, arguably, was even like a bigger deal last year than he was than he is this year. Yeah, I definitely would have picked him at the end if I hadn't have uh, wanted to complete that tag team. But then it was literally the last round, and nobody else seemed to want him. So it is what it is. Um, I'm going to kind of slide into my bag of tricks slightly here, um, and I'm going to pick uh, a guy who a year ago uh, I'd seen him wrestle about seven, eight times, and I thought he was a real good prospect, but. Um, like over the course of the year, he's gotten better and better. He's had some really, really good matches, and that's Gabriel Kidd. Like Dan Maloney, I think he's one of these guys that's, that's has shown enough improvement at a lower level that he's ready to break out and be a bigger uh, name star. I'm not sure where that'd be, but um, he's certainly one that he's starting to pop up around the country, and I think he's going to be like the only thing that's, that really holds him back is he kind of has that um, that those rosy red cheeks. He kind of looks like a child. 
But um, like his wrestling skill is is far more advanced than uh, than his facial appearance. I bet it's ID'd all the time. <laughs> yeah, he picked up a big win for 3CW last week as well. He got the the pin in a tag match that had Rampage, Jeff Cobb, and Matt Riddle in it. Yeah, a, a lot of people rate him really highly, and so do I. He's he's coming along nicely. Um, I believe we are going back to the ladies now. Okay, so I have to pick myself a woman. Um, <laughs> that had a different connotation to the one I was thinking of, but yeah. Um, got a few to pick from. Who do I want to take? I'm going to go with April Davids here. She's... I confess I haven't seen a huge amount of her, but the little I have seen, uh, she's been very good, uh, and she's got a very good base with her uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu background. Um, and I think she'll um, mix up really nicely with um, both Alpha Female and Tony Storm. couple of ways I could go again. I think I'm going to take a punt um, and go for Millie McKenzie. Ah. Um, straight out of a Fight Club Pro Dojo. Uh, she had a very good match with Kaylee Ray. Um, a bit spotty. Uh, but like that's to be expected. But like what she showed was very, very good, and kind of her match together with Fletcher and Davis's match just before just showed um, there's like a bright future coming out of the Midlands there, um, and she's definitely going to get better and put together like more complete matches going forward. So definitely wanted to pick her up. There's always Amari. Who will be next to pick their Amari? <laughs> uh, Millie McKenzie was literally the, the name that I was going to pick. I've only yeah. seen her wrestle once, but I was like, I was, I was very impressed. There's a lot of potential there. There is tons. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna have to go for somebody else uh, who I've not seen a lot of, but also has a lot of potential, and that's Charlie Morgan. Bugger. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I thought Alan had uh, her possibly mentally listed down next, so I thought I'd better get in here instead of leaving her for last. Um, she has a lot of kind of luchery uh, stuff, a lot of ranas and handholding stuff that normally I, I don't, I'm not really keen on, but she's very good at it. Obviously, uh, Kaylee Ray can work well with anyone. I, I think she's a good fit for the people that I've got. Massive charisma too. Exploding with charisma. Um, yeah. Once she recovers from her injury, she will get really, really big really quickly. Um, so yeah, I was going to pick her. Um, so... Ugh. In her place, I will switch from a prospect to a veteran because she's still on the board, probably because she doesn't work that much anymore. But if you do see her, she can still go and there is no woman with the mic skills to match her. And that's Jetta. Ah. Good pick. Now, I missed Jetta's height when I was away from wrestling, so... This has all been new to me, her, her comeback with Pro Wrestling Eve and Pro Wrestling Chaos and Dragon Pro lately, and she's a revelation. Those last two picks were two that I was looking at that would potentially come down to me. Uh, I think I'm also going to go Prospect. Uh, someone I've been very impressed with, again, it's a Progress Homer, but uh, has done a great job on the Freedom Road shows, coming out of the Projo. Uh, still very, very, very young, like 16 young. So, incredible amount of age potential to go. Uh, I'm going to pick Candy Floss, who, if you if you've seen her, she at the moment has a match, but it's really good and really entertaining. 
and she can only go from there. To go with that pick, I want to pick another heel to go to balance things out on that side. And perhaps she's now made herself even more of a heel. Uh, I'm going to go with Alex Windsor. At least it keeps her and Ryan apart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am now going to go for potential. um, And someone from the Projo, who uh, Callum knows really well, and I've been really impressed with. I think she's particularly athletic, and she seems to have a good muscle memory for wrestling, which I think will only make her better, and that's Chikara. Mm, she perhaps needs a different name. I, I, I did think about going for the pair of, of Candy Poss and Chikara because they've come through together, and again, just like Ginny and Laura, it's a great pair to have. I got to name one of her moves on the Freedom's Road commentary as well, which was fun. What'd you call it? Well, we talked about it backstage, and obviously her name is Chikara. And we were joking about it backstage, and she said, oh, I should have a move called the Quackenbush. <laughs> and uh, and I said, well, I'll just pick one. And uh, I deliberately picked the most simple move that I could, so her snap suplex is now the Quackenbush. I like. Didn't you used to have the Quacken Smash? Wasn't that like, uh, like one of his strikes was called the Quacken Smash? That is great. That was ages ago, so... She should steal that. There you go. Um, last year, there was there's two women I picked last year. Uh, Lana Austin and Zaya Brookside, who are still both available. Um, Zaya possibly hasn't come on as much in the past 12 months as I thought she would, especially being like uh, Robbie's daughter. I, I thought she'd really be all over the place. She has been to Japan, though, so that's possibilities there. However, I'm going to go against both of them and the possibility of teaming up the Owen sisters by picking Leah and I'm going to go with B Priestley because B has impressed me uh, she draws a shit ton of heat um, <laughs> so I, I'm, last year I had the Ginny as my heat magnet I can replace her with, with B in that role uh, I think she'd be a good foil for any of the uh, the ladies that I've got already my next pick, I'm a little bit surprised that she's still on the board, actually, because I think she went a lot earlier than this last year. Um, but it is WXW's resident um, top female. It is Melanie Gray. Um, she isn't the greatest wrestler in the world, but she makes up for that with the personality, with the ability to find her place in any any role they need her in. Um, she played a pivotal role in the Alpha Female feud, along with uh, Alpha Kevin and Marius Van Beethoven, which was a real highlight of um, the early por- early portion of WXW's year this year. And she's always going to have a spot there, so sh- she's always going to be able to do something, impress in some way. Right, so last woman left to pick, and I've got a couple to choose from, and since it's the last one, I'll, I'll show my hand and... Uh talk out who I'm picking between. Uh, it's mm-hmm. kind of between three, three women. I think it's Shax, is, is the way you say the name. Um, yeah, Shax. The, she, again, I haven't seen a huge amount of her, but the little I have seen, she she's looked good. So that'd be a solid pick. Another person who impressed me recently, Al and I, were, were both at the Good Wrestling Show, and I thought Jade uh, looked pretty good there. Mm. Uh, had a, a yeah. nice presence. That's uh, Jade with a Y as opposed to Jade without the Y, which is worryingly confusing, but uh, yeah. Is it wrong that I kind of think Robin's won this the female part of the draft without even picking a fourth? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say it's wrong. Get... 
Just getting told him. <laughs> and then out and then Alpha in the second round, I don't know. So don't don't fuck it up is what I'm saying. Don't fuck it up. Well, <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. Um until until um Ollie went uh, and picked up Melanie Gray, I was hoping to get her as the the twentieth pick. I thought that would have been a steal, um, especially with with her um, chemistry that she has with Alpha Female. I thought that could have been real good. But alas, no. I think I'm gonna go with Rhea O'Reilly though. I know she's injured. But I don't know quite the severity of the injury, but I get the impression she's coming back relatively soon. Although I'm not sure. Yeah, she wasn't on crutches at XWA, so I would reckon. She would be close. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a gamble because I again I don't know when she's coming back, but when she does come back, she's a very good wrestler, or at least she was before the injury, and I I can't imagine it. Hopefully, it hasn't affected her, her too much. Um, so yeah, Rhea O'Reilly is is the last pick I'm going for. I I'd just like to say last year listening to you pick the women was a little bit painful. Uh, because there weren't that many out there that had made it's, their it's impressions. It's improved on. a great deal over the last 12 yeah, months. Yeah, I mean, we've picked 20 there. I've still got another nine on my shortlist <laughs> that I could have gone to. And I'm sure the rest of you have names that you could have gone to as well. Just says a lot for how women's wrestling has come on in the last year in the UK. Yeah, I've got another 10 that I could potentially have picked from that are still left on the board. Uh, in particular, there's a couple in Europe that I've been very impressed by. Uh, Lady Laurie from, from Germany, uh, Laura Wellings, who's Swiss, uh, very good wrestlers. And Queen Meyer is a potential like replacement beast for alpha female. So there's a lot of talent out there. Yeah, I had, I had eight left on my board. Yeah, Sammy Jane, the pro wrestling Eve champion yeah. from up Callum's neck of the wood. She's yeah, great. Sam Leah Jane. Owens. Zoe uh, Lucas Samuels. is another one. Uh, Polly, Pollyanna as well. Pollyanna's sort of semi-retired, so I guess that's people might have shied away from her. Zoe Lucas is one we got picked last year. Yeah, starting uh, tour under her belt. Yeah, there's another few like Erin Angel, Debbie Sharp, Nina Samuels were on my list. Sierra Luxon. Yeah, there's loads uh, of the, talent. It's great. Yeah, the the big one on my list that I was gonna that I was thinking about going was uh, was Isla Dawn, uh, formerly known as Courtney. She's very good and could have easily been, I could have easily picked her one of my two spots. Um, so we're back to the men. So I think this might be I think this is what well, quite early, to be honest, that I'm picking him, but I really want Curtis Chapman. Uh, <laughs> he's got that kind of uh Zack Saber Junior uh feel about him. Um he's a young kid but he's technically very good and like his kicks are great. He's only going to get better. Um, he still needs to eat a sandwich. But mm-hmm. um, of the young talent that's coming through, especially in, in Rev Pro, I think he's the top of the class. And he's going to be one to watch. If not over the next 12 months, then over the next three years or so, he's, he's going to break out. Apparently. Yeah, he's still a couple of sandwiches off of breaking out, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> once they're in him, he needs to get them I, he's got a lot down. of potential. It depends how he fares when he goes to New Japan for his seasoning. Um, okay, that fell flat. I, I, uh, was, I was drinking some beer and uh, I, I didn't want to spit it out by laughing. Oh, right. <laughs> um, I'm going to take uh, another slight risk, uh, but I think it's a safe one. And I'm going to reunite two tag teams with this Ooh. pick and uh, also pick up a whole lot of potential who's going to get uh, his name exploding before the end of the year and go for TK Cooper it's risky I get the impression we're all waiting to see how late we could 
take that one just <laughs> yeah. because of the gamble yeah. that it is. I mean, Alan, Alan, yeah, Alan's got both of the of the power couple went early on Dahlia, which kind of worried me because I was I was hoping no one would have thought of it, but when Alan went Dahlia early, I knew that wasn't wasn't a shot. And being a progressive promotion, uh, I will have no qualms in putting TK and Dahlia in as a tag team against against the men. Fair play. I've been going for some risky picks right now. I want a very safe pair of hands up next, who is also very entertaining in his own right. And as one of the top guys in WCPW, I don't get to see a whole lot of him, but when I do see him, I'm always very impressed. Mr. Martin Kirby. What what a very, very strong wrestler he is. Um, like Again, he's a guy who is versatile, um, and he has had very good matches, so I, I have no qualms with picking him up. And I've I've maybe gone heavy on like some prospect guys, and this is a guy who can show them a ropes and make sure that they don't fluff it up. Hmm. I got two picks here, both of which definitely not Scottish. <laughs> that I'm that I'm going between, but I think so. Definitely progress then. A little bit more, a little bit more <laughs> progress. Not super progress, but like a little bit progress. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm I, you know I know I said I wasn't necessarily thinking about tag teams, but this does have tag team implications. Uh, and I think makes a match for that initial card quite easy. Uh, a guy who I think has a ton of potential, great look, uh, was very impressed the couple of times we did see him in progress. I've seen some of his work in PCW as well. Uh, and I'm going to pick up Ashton Smith. I think of I, I think Ashton Smith has a play because because everyone used to say like Martin Kirby or Bubblegum, those were the two who were like the most underrated guys in the UK. I think with with WCBW Kirby's got his plaudits, Bubblegum less so. But I think Ashton could almost be in that bracket now of sort of most underappreciated, under uh, under undervalued guy. Funny you should mention Bubblegum because that was my yeah. next pick and <laughs> still is. I've always thought he kind of underdelivered a little in progress. I mean he he did what he was going to do, uh, and he did he did what he did well. But I think he can be so much more than just the guy who like sticks his hand down his trousers and then brings out two fingers and that was kind of almost the entirety of what he was in progress but i've he's had some really really good matches with ridgeway in the last year and as aforementioned i am a ridgeway guy so if if i can't get him such a such a ridgeway guy he's just gonna pick <laughs> all of ridgeway's best opponents yeah yeah i mean if i could have cedric alexander he, I'd, I'd grab him too um but but yeah i'll uh, i'll be taking bubblegum there and then immediately realizing that the draft snakes. Um, one day I remember this. Um, I'm going to go with Damien Corvin here. Um, <laughs> Risky. <laughs> well, you got that's a whole lot of picks before he gets back to you. But he's also a very good singles wrestler. Like I'd have been worried if I'd have had to go with Bonesaw first and then wait on Corvin. Um, but but Corvin, you know if. If people do decide to uh, screw me over, which obviously there is a chance, um, especially with you lot in here. Um, but Corvin, I'd be happy to have as a singles act. Uh, he's a big lad. He's got a great presence. He's maybe not the best talker, which is probably his, his one weakness. And that's kind of where Bonesaw helps him out somewhat. But he's not terrible in that department either. Um, and I think he... The Kings of the North in general, one of the more under underexposed acts in in uh, all of Europe, uh, and they're they're working the UK a little more this year, 
Um, uh, and I think they're going to get a lot more hype than they've, they've been getting so far. There's a guy who's been sitting on my board for a little while now, quite high up, and I haven't quite been sure when to take him after that little Scottish diversion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm going to take him off the board now. I didn't get his tag team partner. Rob picked him up. Uh, he's a guy who can have, have really, really good matches, uh, can also be incredibly funny, and is just a great uh, physical presence to have on a card. I would say he brings something different, but considering the roster I'm putting together, he just fits right in. Uh, and I'm going to pick the bastard Dave Mastiff. Uh, I'm going to pick a similar wrestler, um, but the thing that sets him apart is that he is the super worker. It's Wolfgang, yeah. uh, who came out of the blue to suddenly have some amazing matches with Trent Seven early in the year, and is now the super worker of Brit Rest. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> what more needs to be said about him? I debated taking worker. Wolfgang at some point, but I just don't like him. <laughs> uh, I know he's had a very good year. Like it, last year, I hated him. I thought he was completely useless. But it, like from January this year, he's been having really good matches all over the place. Mm. But yeah, I, I just don't like him. I've yo-yoed on him for a while uh, until my wrestling wife Chris East yesterday revealed mm. that. It's an anagram of golf wang. <laughs> so, um, and I've yeah, just um, won the draft. Yes, with <laughs> I, golf have got, wang. I have super worker golf wang. Golf wang. Uh, I'm going to take a bit of a risk here and hope Arn doesn't screw me over. Uh, I'm going to go for a rookie um, who has got a huge lot of potential uh, and he's showing it in two different promotions in, as two different characters, which I, I quite like as well. I'm going to go for Lloyd Cat, Fat Cat Lloyd Cat, also known as Joe Mezinger, down in Pro Wrestling Chaos. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be nice. I'm not going to pick up <laughs> Splits McPins. I had a backup, in case you did. Okay. <laughs> Although that has thrown me slightly. Um, okay. Um, I want, like, a really big powerhouse guy. Um there's, there's something about a, a big lad who can throw people around that I really enjoy. And I've already got uh, like Rob Lynch, uh, James Davis in there, and Ewan Simmons as well, who are very large, and of course, Falter. Uh, so I'm going to go with a guy called Big Grizzly, who's uh, an enormous Welsh powerhouse. Um, yeah, I, I think he's really underexposed. I think he's very talented. And there's a lot of guys out there. <laughs> all caps, nice. <laughs> uh, Big Grizzly has to be all caps. It's it's a rule. Okay. Um, yeah, like I say, he's, he's underexposed. I think there's a lot of potential for matches with him against all the guys that I mentioned and some smaller guys who could cheat against him. Um, uh, Dan Maloney, Big Grizzly, I think would be a really good match. So, yeah, Big Grizzly. Um, I have a second pick. And that... God, um, because I really don't want someone else to to kind of sneak him away. Uh, I'm going to go with Big T Justice. Oh, <laughs> I was I was kind of thinking I'll leave this as late as humanly possible, but I just know someone else is going to steal him away, and I don't want that to happen. So yeah, Big T Justice. That's uh, a great pick. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's going to be a star. Look at the look. Just look at the guy. He's he's one of those guys. I've said this to a bunch of people that. All Big T needs to do to be a worldwide household names like level WWE superstar, he just needs to get good at wrestling. Mm. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. And if he get if he gets good at wrestling, the sky is the limit. And he is he, like for where he is in his career, he is great. 
don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's bad at wrestling. You know, from the the progression he's on in his training is excellent. He just needs maybe a couple more years to get really good, and then he's off. He's off. Yeah, absolutely. Just look, Arna's got Arna's got Volta, Jern Simmons, James Davis, Rob Lynch, Gabriel Kidd, Big Grizzly, Big T Justice, and Curtis Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder Someone's the boy can't get a sandwich. Time. <laughs> I feel, I feel, I feel like at some point me and Arn are gonna need to have like a like a big lad off. Yeah, right. So, um, as Arn has been nice and left him for me, uh, although I'd, I don't know why anyone would pick him on his own at this stage in his career, uh, I'm gonna go for Splits McPins and reunite Bolarama as my tag team to face uh, the Mar- the Marauders Bird and Boar on my debut card. Lovely little tag team Bolarama. I'm going to take. A, a, a big prospect here. Um, he's sort of the one-to-one student of Walter in the WXW finishing school. It's Francis Caspin, a man with tons of personality, and he's learning from the best. He uh, he showed some good stuff at he's, 16 Carat. He's, not he's certainly mate. still... <laughs> I've, I've got Walter. Well, not anymore, obviously. Yeah, you won't, you won't in, go to in... your, your lads. <laughs> Well, he learnt from Walter everything Walter knows, and now he's going to learn from some of my good people. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to learn from Trent Seven. What a he's going to learn from Trent Seven. What weird mishmash of wrestling education that would be. Okay, so here's how you chop someone in the chest, and here's how you chop the ring post. <laughs> yeah, he's going to learn no, the, ring, the ring post skills. His no sock game will be on fleek. <laughs> So yeah, Francis Caspin, big talent coming out of Germany. Uh, I think he will blow up pretty soon. Alright, so I'm left with some options here. Uh, I think I'm going to have to take a guy who I think in his match against Travis Banks uh, showed people that he was capable of doing a bit more in the ring than people maybe thought he was. He certainly is uh, well hated. People love to hate him. He's got a great look. A lot, of pre- a lot of potential. Uh, and I'm going to take James Drake. You can have him. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you guys would think so. I left, I left it pretty late, but I'm going to pick him up here. He's not even the best James Drake. <laughs> no, when, it's just, when, just a joke. When is Gabe book the match? <laughs> it's right there. The money's on the table. And also, what could happen is they could fight for the name and the loser has to become James Fake. <laughs> I, see, I was going to say that, or or the loser has to become Jay Dizzle. <laughs> right, time for my double pick. And it's safe to say James Drake was was not in line for me. So uh, he was not on my short list. No, he wasn't on my long list. Um, <laughs> you goddamn indie smarks. <laughs> They can fuck off back to Blackpool. <laughs> Oof. Um, Oof. See, you guys hate him so much, it's just justifying my pain. That's, like, that's the kind of heat he gets. He's got that heat. The heat to not want to go to the shows. <laughs> <laughs> um, who am I picking? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna test you guys here. I'm gonna test how vindictive you are. Um. Because I'm going to pick Amir Satoshi first, because he's like a really, really solid hand who 
is very good with young guys, um, and I've got a few of them. But the vindictive test is I'm going to pick Lee Hunter <laughs> and see how things Sitting go. There with one King of the North and one Hunter. You still haven't picked. I know. I know. Oh my goodness. What <laughs> oh, maverick. This is. Can't wait to see the Damien Corbin Jim Hunter team. <laughs> this, this is, this is a tactic to sit like. It, Kings of Tate. It could work well, or one of you guys could like screw yourself over just to screw me over. So uh, we'll see. Mm. Somebody could always pick a Hunter and a Drew Parker. Yeah, replacement Hunter. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's a particularly impressive fake Hunter. Yep. We, we will see what happens. But yeah, um, not that I've got them, but I think Hunters are the most underrated tag team probably in the world because unfortunately for them, they kind of have a little bit of a negative star aura, but at the same time, they're like brilliant wrestlers. Lee likes them, but doesn't care enough to pick them both at the same time. You get them. <laughs> you get them. It's fine. We see through you. All right. Again, we're, we're getting to the stage where there's a lot of different directions. Uh, a lot of guys on the same level, but I think I'm going to pick up this guy just because it's staring at me. He's a guy who, uh, by his own confession, barely watches wrestling anymore. Uh, I'm not a long-term British wrestling fan. I came to British wrestling from Progress. So I didn't see the doldrums of the mid-2000s and when these guys were really at their peak. But I have since seen what these guys can do. And, of course, it was revolutionary at the time. And seeing him against uh, Travis Banks in for WXW in January was was revelatory to see that he can still absolutely hang with the best of them. Uh, he's a guy that I'd be proud to have on the roster, and it's Jody Fleisch. Uh, I'm going to pick a guy, um, another import actually, um, who qualifies under the rules, and because he's very talented, and he's still on the board. Uh, Mr. Jigsaw, because well, <laughs> he's very versatile, and he can wrestle with the young guys, he can wrestle with the old guys. Hang on, you've you got two Americans and two Australians. This is the Euro <laughs> draft, mate. Yeah, all he loses. If 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 uh, in fifty percent, they're in fifty percent. He's, he's got a wolf as well. <laughs> Wolves have no nationality. No country. <laughs> uh, I'm a man of the world, and Jigsaw makes it in because he's very talented. <laughs> uh, I might do something similar, um, and it is taking a chance. Uh, but I do believe he is here for the rest of the year, uh, if not the rest of his life. Who knows how things will will pan out, especially if he marries me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go for a guy that I saw for the first time live on Saturday. Really impressed with him. And I think he would fit into my um, lighter weight division really, really well. Um, I've said I can't have Angelico, so I can't have Bangarang. So I'm going to have the next best thing and go for El Fantasmo. Kyle O'Reilly's best friend. Is he that told us right? himself. <laughs> so I hear. That's how he introduced himself, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what, hello, I'm Kyle O'Reilly's best friend? Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, that's come back around to me, hasn't it? This might seem like a bit of an odd selection, but I saw this guy wrestle um, for the first time last week for good wrestling, and... I was so kind of like blown away by his act and like everything that he did that I was like, I must pick him during the Euro draft. And even though I don't think anyone else is going to pick him up, perhaps Alan, maybe, I don't know. Um, I just I just don't want to go without him. And that's Gene Money. 
Um, not only is he hilarious, but he can talk, and he's a really good wrestler. And I saw him wrestle against Big Grizz, and the match that they had was uh, was incredible. So I think he'd be capable of working that kind of comedy, like kind of sly comedy, but actually still a good match match with like all of the big uh, bigger wrestlers that I've got. Yeah, he's got London School of Lucha Libre training as well. So he'll be, he'll be well versed in commentating mid-match then. <laughs> he also has the best finisher name in wrestling. Yes, the Ainsley Lariat. My <laughs> God, that's a great name. <laughs> T-shirts coming with that on. Yeah, so he totally won me over. I've only seen him wrestle once, by the way. But um, yeah, so good. Oh shit, it's still me. Um, <laughs> it's snakes. I know. I know. It's snakes. Um, it's hilarious because it's not even like it's me or Alan who didn't do this last year. Like you've both literally already done this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't even say I wasn't at the end because I was. I was at the other end, and yeah. Um, As was I. <laughs> I think we've got four picks left each. Four. Okay, so I don't want to um, leave someone on their own potentially. Um, I'll tell you, what I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for. Um, uh, Tucker, who was in the um, the UK tournament, I'd not seen him at all before that UK tournament. But uh, yeah, he really impressed me, and I've seen him a couple of times since. And he's a really good wrestler, really good flyer, and he might give me a bit of um, versatility on the on the cards. Right. So back to me. Um, I'm going to dip back into my lighter weight division again and go for a heel this time, and someone who I've seen quite a bit this year and has really impressed me. Uh, and that super bad Kip Sabian did the thing as well. <laughs> you got to do the thing, and you've got Brooks too. So you've got like uh-huh. Brooks and Sabian yeah, with the exact his same, son as like, well. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't wear the sleeve anymore though, so it's just not the same. It's it's ruined it. You can make him wear the sleeve. <laughs> it's part of the gimmick now. You're, you're the promoter. You can do that. You've got you've got Katie Harvey as well. You just pick a sleeve team. Oh, I've not got Katie Harvey. No, no, that's, oh, wait, that's no, sorry. Oh, no, I've got Katie Harvey. Wrong way around, my and I could go for some more Irish people right now. And I think I will. I'm going to go for... They were seemingly absent for about three years, but they've just returned to OTT, and they're still very good. So let's hope they can actually get bookings this time for the foreseeable. Um, and obviously I'm going to be trusting Callum and Rob not to take the other Salmon Brother, but I will take... One of the Salmon Brothers. Let's say Patrick first. Is Patrick the one who's in really good shape or the one who's in okay shape? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> <laughs> They're interchangeable. Right. Alright. Alan, you've been playing a dangerous game, my friend. Okay. A dangerous, dangerous game. You've left it too long. And I'm going to have to do it. We've been holding off. Giving you the opportunity, but we can't, we can't just, can't just let you have this one for so much longer. If you're going to continue to disrespect the ambassador by leaving him this late, I'm going to have to split him up. Oh no! Split him up. William's sisters. I'm tearing him apart. Doug Williams is coming over. Oh, very controversial. Oh, Ian's not going to be happy about that. Britress draft law has been changed forever. I'm sorry, I had to. You can't <laughs> leave. You, you left him too long. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to pick him. Uh, uh, you'll have to change yeah. somebody else's surname to Williams. 
Phantasmo Williams. Yeah. L-, L Williams. L Williams. I have two picks now, and I've remembered ahead of time. Look at me. Um, well done, Rob. And it's... I've only got four picks left. Close your brackets, Rob. Close your I brackets. I have to close... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you haven't screwed me over yet. Um, <laughs> so maybe I can leave it a little longer. Um, <laughs> do you know what? One of us is going to do it to spite you if you keep doing this. <laughs> maybe I'll just spite Ollie and just take the other salmon <laughs> and have three <laughs> uncompleted tag teams and make them make a unit of them. Take, turn them into a trio's team. Take the other salmon and Rob Cage. Right. The, okay, for the first one, I'm not going to close a bracket. He's been mentioned a few times, uh, and I was a bit worried. I'm taking Angelico, because um, he qualifies. He has wrestled Ooh. far more European matches than, than anywhere else, so it would take, it would take um, a real um, unlucky second half of the year for me of him suddenly deciding, nah, I don't like Europe. Um, I mean, if L- if Lucha Underground season four happens, you are fucked. <laughs> this is it's true, but on Lucha Underground's track record, if it happens, it's probably not being recorded this year, right? Right? <laughs> Touch mm, I think it. W- I think it would be. I think if it happens, it'll be this year. <sighs> I think he also has one of those contracts which ends at the end of season three. Ah. Ooh. So I am. I am safe. Maybe. Also, if a season of TV uh, is recorded and nobody watches it, did it even happen? <laughs> <laughs> it's been really good this year. Tell tell that to the UK AAA show. So, and Helico is my first of the two, and for the other one, uh, I will close the bracket. I'll take... Oh, do I take Duncan Disorder? No. No. Because I, oh. I hate the name. <laughs> uh, no, I'm taking Bonesaw. Um, Smart move. As mentioned before, um, they're really good. Um, Kings of the North, and more people are going to realise that in the next year, especially presence-wise. Well, I'm building a big lads promotion. It seems this is where this is just what's happened. This is the direction I'm going. So there's a big lad left on the board that, that I like, and I feel like maybe there's a there's a team with James Drake in there. Who knows? Nah. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Yeston Reese. You're gonna make me spell that? Come on. <laughs> Yes. That could be a good pick or not so good pick. Really? That could go either way. I'm going to book him really, really well. I had him last year and he didn't <laughs> do anything for me. But, uh... No. I, I mean, honestly, he was on my board at this kind of level purely because the catch of the day challenge is one of my favourite things. Have you guys seen this? He's doing an ICW. He does these open challenges against trainees. It's his catch of the day challenge. These young guys will come in. He beat them up. And then he holds them up by the by the leg, by the side of him, like he's caught a massive fish, and yeah. makes and makes the photographer take a photo. It's genius. ICW is definitely where Reese is at right now. Um, so it all depends on how much you're invested in ICW, I guess. Um, I'm gonna close off. I'm not gonna do a rob. I'm not gonna save the other salmon brother for later. Let's let's get to unlimited in here. Jay Salmon, please. Here's yours. Alright, um, right, so we've got three picks left. I've got four names. Hmm. Could I slip a fifth name in there? Um, okay, I'm going to pick a name. Um, he's had some really good matches this year. 
I expect he'll have some really good matches with, for me too, especially given uh, people like Ridgeway, like Kenny Williams, like Ryan Smile, like TK Cooper. Uh, I'm going to go for Sona Derson from Future Shock. I'm very aware that uh, I picked a tag team earlier and I haven't since, and I really don't have a tag team division to speak of, which I did last year. Um, so I'm going to specifically pick a team uh, that I really like, which is Johnny Moss and Liam Slater, um, who was, I, I think as a team, they were one of the, the, the major highlights of uh, WCPW. Yeah, Johnny Moss also fit in nicely with the uh, the big lads uh, division that I've kind of unwittingly built. Like half my picks are enormous guys. And Liam Slater's a really solid hand as well. So that's they'll, they'll both fit in well, wherever they go. But initially as a tag team. Right, talking of big lads, uh, it comes back around to me. And if you remember right at the beginning, uh, well, not right at the beginning, I said I had this idea of the evil mastermind putting big lads in front of my top baby face. Um, he's perhaps more seen over here as a baby face, but I think there's definite heel in him. Um, although he's flying really under the radar lately, and I wish we could see more of him in Britain, although he's still quite busy in mainland Europe. And that's Michael Dante, uh, massive fan of Michael Dante, and I just mm -hmm. it's selfish reasons. He's gone missing. <laughs> I, I want to see more of him. Yeah, I, I picked him last year, and like he just disappeared, which is sad. I, yeah, I, I did wonder if, if maybe he had retired or was injured, but I did check Cage Match a couple of days ago. He's he's working quite regularly yeah, he was, just for in Holland and in Germany. He was injured for a while, I think. I think it was yeah, a knee injury. He was injured just he was injured in sort of September, October just as to, as Tommy was leaving. So just at the point where the Sumerian Death Squad were split, he was then hurt and out for a bit. So he he really lost kind of any kind of momentum, if you like. Yeah, he he did one match at sixteen carat, but really wasn't part of the weekend. So yeah, definitely a guy who needs to pop up a bit more, and I hope he does. Um, a guy who's going to be away for three months now because he's going somewhere, but he will be back, and I'm sure he'll be back, an even better wrestler than he already is. Uh, it's attacks Danny Jones, who's just secured a three month excursion in all Japan. And All Japan's quite a hot promotion right now, and they've got a strong junior division. He's going to be working with some very good wrestlers, learning from some very good wrestlers, and when he comes back, I'm sure he's going to get a lot of opportunity in places like Attack, and I'm sure further afield. Um, kind of a sleeper guy, but the recent news that he is going on that excursion should make him a very, very nice pick for the future. He's got a good size as well to him, oh, so yeah. I don't think junior heavyweight is, is his, his end. <sighs> It's got it's got to that point. You sort of towards the middle of the draft, you get kind of complacent, and then at this point, you're like, "Oh shit, we've got two picks left, and there's like eight guys that I really want." Yeah, <laughs> that I'd kept to this end that I really, really do want. Um, I think I'm gonna have. To, I'm just gonna have to go back to to Homer and pick up a couple of guys in these last two picks. Hopefully, who. Uh, are from progress and will do well for me the first one i'm going to pick up is ashmore uh i think it's hard to find someone who has had a better reinvention in recent times than ashmore as the hip star the babyface kyle ashmore was a great wrestler but didn't necessarily connect with people 
and this hipstar Ashmore gimmick, the match he had with Donovan Dijak at Freedom's Road when you get to see it, was incredible. He had a great match with Chuck Mambo as well uh, on the first Freedom's Road tapings. I think Ashmore, he's a guy who should be working places like Lucha Forever. He should be working Rev Pro at the Cockpit. Lots of places he could be working uh, and having great matches. So Ashmore. Yeah, I'd like to see more of him on the, the main roster at Progress. Um, I'd really like to see him getting out as you say, working for places like Leech Forever, even Attack, I think he would fit yeah. right in, Fight Club Pro. Um, that's been my my issue with some of the Projo guys this year, that they, they haven't got out there. Um, sure. And so hopefully, second half of the year, they will start spreading a bit further afield. We'll see a bit more of them in unfamiliar surroundings, and that's really where the, the proof is. Right. So these are my last two picks. There's, there's still so many guys I still want left. Um, there's tons of guys on the board. There's tons. Yeah, we could have gone another couple rounds if time wasn't an issue, which it obviously is because we're ages into a call already. So first I'll do the obvious pick, uh, Lee Hunter. I, I won't <laughs> abandon him. I was starting to think you were going to forget him. <laughs> no, no. Close that bracket. Um, got the Hunter brothers, as said. Terrific, terrific tag team in some of the best tag matches across all of Europe and, in fact, all the world. Uh, this year, they may not exactly have much of a star aura, but they have great matches, and that's enough for a second-to-last-round pick. <sighs> so much to choose from. Um, and since it's a last-round pick, I kind of want to do something a little different. There's there's quite a few safe picks, like Absolute Andy would be a solid pick for last round, BT Gun. Chris Colon, maybe like Kelly Six or Ashley Dunn or something. But I think I'm going to go a bit different. Um, I'm going to go for Cash Money Erkin. Um, <laughs> Great name. Wow. <laughs> partially for the name, because like, what a what a name. Like, his name is Cash Money Erkin. Let that sink in for a while. Um, but also, he's like 6'8", um, really mobile, uh, and a good wrestler. Like, he still needs to kind of fill out his frame because he doesn't wrestle like he's 6'8". And I say all of this having watched three of his matches. Um, but uh, yeah, he's there's a lot to him and he's still pretty young. Um, I would love to see him wrestle more in WXW, mostly because I don't watch DWF, so I would quite like to see him progress. Um, but uh, yeah, I, he's huge and he's got potential to be really something special. As good as his name is, I when I reported on the WCPW World Cup press conference, I listed his name and made a typo and called him Cash Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> that that could be his uh, alternate gimmick. Um, I'll throw yeah. him a space monkey his, mask in there. His attack gimmick. Yeah. God. When he loses a loser leaves the territory match, he'll uh, Cash Monkey <laughs> will suddenly show up. Who could it be? <laughs> Alright, well, on my last pick, uh, Rob already mentioned BT Gunn, who's a guy who's on my radar. There's also a ton of progress guys who are on my radar. Uh, Body Guy Roy Johnson, Oblight Jr., Pastor William Ever, Daryl Allen, uh, all on my radar. And I say this because I kind of want one of you guys to pick them up. Uh, I don't know that you will, but but I'm going to take a guy who I've seen a lot of improvement in, uh, particularly this year, a guy who is just starting to get out there. Uh, and put his name about and because of the guy that I just picked I know these two can have a great match together uh, I've seen them do it and it's going to be the opener of my first ever show and I'm going to pick up Chuck Mambo I'm liking Mambo right now he, he's definitely progressing forward a bit um, 
there are a lot of places to go now. Um, most of the guys I've still got high on my list are kind of comedy-centric guys, but that they all offer something very, very different. Um, I think I'm going to go with the dad of WXW, Absolute Andy, because <laughs> he is a lot of fun, big guy, amazing entrance. The pointing at the ladies' toilet sign is legendary in Brit Rest lore now. Um, and doing the conga to his theme while he looked on in silent approval was a, a very happy memory of mine from the 16 Carat weekend. So he can make my show just that little bit more fun. He's got good size to him. Oh, unfortunately, I don't have Al Annie. I would have liked Al Annie to complete the A4 team, but yeah, happy with Absolute Andy as my final pick. Hmm, final pick. It's down to four names. Uh, also, your couldn't... your surrogate Ian and Shah Samuels is still available. Just saying. Shah <laughs> uh, was on the shortlist, um, but he's not going to make it, I'm afraid. Um, oh, breaking all yep. the rules. <laughs> breaking up the Williams sisters. <laughs> not picking Shah. Like. Ian's not going to be happy. So, I've got four names. Um, I was hoping to have Chuck Mambo. Um, so that's... So, what, some of my 18 men um, may have played the lovemaking demon at some point. So I could have also <laughs> had a 19th. Uh, but that has been thrown into question. Not giving anything away there. I kind of did, I just guess. Edit that out, Rob. Um <laughs> So I've got four names, completely different names, uh, all bringing something completely different. I'll name the three that I'm not going to pick first. Uh, Lion Kid, um, who gives me that family option, or as Rob and Ollie saw on Saturday, um, he also plays a really great character for a non-family audience, which is a bit of a simpleton, uh, and I do kind of like that, but he hasn't made the cut. Um, Mikey Whiplash, who uh, has done some great stuff in Fight Club Pro uh, this year, and I think is terribly versatile, um, but has fallen back into ICW with that slightly ridiculous character, so that rules him out. Um, Earl Black Jr., who I adore, and I think is incredibly versatile. Uh, he's, he's not only good at being the angry fool, which is his best character, but can also play it straight and just play it completely for comedy as well. I'm gonna just, go. He just won the uh, the APW All England title. He did, and um, super show. I tweeted him to turn to look after that. That's a title I named, so <laughs> um, there's a bit of a connection there. So hopefully he'll do it proud. Um, I'm gonna slightly break the rules a little bit here, um, but she has been a singles champion in a predominantly male promotion. And I'm going to go for La Dia Blessa Rosa, uh, who may or may not be Nina Samuels in the uh, the Lucha, the retro Lucha verse. Um, but she is great when she's in with men. Uh, she's faced big men such as Voodoo, uh, smaller men such as Cassius, and she has great matches. And I think she could have a really good match with anyone on my roster. Are we are we allowing this? Rob, <laughs> um, I think I think it very clearly says we get eighteen men and four women. 
It does say that. Um... You find me a, a, a women's match that Leo Ladia Blessa Rosa has had this year. I can find you lots that Nina Samuels, the same person, has had. <laughs> Completely also, different people. This is, is a very a controversial. Uh... Is a woman, which was the definition, not who they wrestled. Sure. Okay, I'll go for Earl Black Jr. Okay. Just to show the, the sheer depth of the uh, European scene, which I think has gotten even better uh, since we did this last year, I'm going to run through some of the, the guys that I have considered, but I am not going to pick. And they run from uh, Mikey Whiplash, who I think is a lot better than he was last year, uh, predominantly because he's not in progress anymore. But that was where he had his worst matches. Uh, Alex Gracie, who was uh, coming to his own as a singles wrestler. Uh, Joel Redman, who I picked last year and in no way regretted, even uh, though I was disparaged for selecting him. Uh, Clint Margera, who got picked last year and, and hasn't this year. Really good deathmatch wrestler. Really good strong style wrestler. Uh, Chris Renfrew, who I really like. Connor Mills, who's who's very talented youngster. Uh, Joseph Connors, who's kind of in the uh, James Drake ballpark, but better. Charlie Sterling, uh, who is a tremendous heel in Ireland. Uh, Drew Parker, who I, if we do this again next year, he's going to be on someone's list, guaranteed. Same with uh, Spike Trevay, who's a, a horrible Tory, but a tremendous heat <laughs> magnet. Uh, Tyson T-Bone, uh, Chris Colan, Julian Pace, who's, who's a very talented young um, uh, German gentleman, uh, high flyer, very good. Uh, Jack Stars, who got picked for the UK tournament but didn't get selected to actually be in it. Very good wrestler. Uh, Damak, nobody's picked Damak this year. Uh, or Damak. Uh, Kelly Six or Josh Wall or whatever you want to call him. Uh, Ashley Dunn, uh, BT Gunn, Rob Lias, Dan McGee, Kim Ray, Stevie Boy, Shah Samuels, uh, Screwface, Lewis Girvin, Spud, William Eva. Are you picking all these people? No, I'm just saying this <laughs> This is the depth of the scene. Is that yeah, These yeah, are the guys yeah. that potentially could have been selected and, and have not. My final pick... Because uh, I like the, uh, the local boys. I, I like to go uh, represent Worcestershire. Uh, I'm going to go for Killian Jacobs, uh, who's uh, had a few breaks recently for Fight Club Pro. Very talented flyer, uh, pretty gifted on the mat. Uh, decent look with the, he's got like a uh, like a bit of makeup under the one eye, like a uh, like an American football thing. Uh, so when you see him on a poster, which I do like every single day, uh, you immediately recognise him. Uh, yeah, very talented guy. Uh, I'm sure in a year's time he will have justified his spot. On, on my roster but like I say a lot of talent out there I could have picked like half a dozen guys easily and I'm sure we can all like list off several guys who we didn't yeah. pick who haven't even been mentioned yet Johnny Johnny Storm T-Bone Pastor William Eva surprised he didn't get picked actually he would have been my next one <laughs> there's, so, there's so many I mean I think Spud is the, is the big one right I guess because maybe we don't know how long he's going to be here no, I just don't. It like breaks him. my heart that uh, Dirty Dragon wasn't picked. Although <laughs> I could have picked him, but uh, I went with Andy instead. Spud also isn't eligible because it's 2017 and he's from 2002. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, loads, loads of talent out there. Loads of potential. I know if if he if he listens to this and he sees this roster, I know I'm gonna get no end of shit from RJ Singh for not picking him as well. Yeah, he's been really who, good who, when he's yeah, been in the ring. Has been really good since he came back. He was matches in Rev Pro. 
He's also, if you've seen his work in NGW as a heel manager, he is, I think, still one of the best heel promos in the country. Yeah, the, the whole point of uh, the Euro draft when we did it a year ago was to kind of establish how uh, how much depth there was in the scene. And last year we were left over with like a, a like a kind of a small pool at the end of guys that we hadn't picked, but there were very uh, like defined reasons mm. why we hadn't picked them. Like we didn't pick Grado because we just didn't think he was a very good wrestler. We didn't pick Jan Simmons because we thought he was boring. Whereas like this year, the people that we haven't picked are not for the like specific reasons it's like we're not looking at them going like they're not good enough it's a case of there are other people we prefer yeah there's a lot we could have gone talent. another four or five rounds here easy not hit like the bottom of our lists i don't think which is great <laughs> oh yeah definitely this was a lot easier than last year i thought and <laughs> I, I i enjoy this stuff tremendously but yeah like i didn't have to like reach for anyone here like, and, the, I was and there, happy were, there were five every pick i got there were, only, oh, yeah. there were only four of us last year. <laughs> you can go to the the forum uh, for Voice of Wrestling, and we'll have the, the the full rosters posted, so you can peruse them without just having to try and memorize them or copy them down or anything. Um, we'll put a link to that in the podcast description for you to click on. If you had to pick someone who's won who isn't yourself, who would it be? Yeah, I think uh, Rob's got very good female lineup very experienced female lineup but i think a a very safe pick but a very solid pick i think callum has put together a very very strong roster there admittedly uh, almost entirely progress uh, <laughs> past or present or maybe even future um but yeah very much so uh, i think callum has picked a, a, a quite a strong one there i mean i'm enjoying arms roster but like seeing Walter on top, that's that's such a good lead. I think he's got a good good mix there, and having guys like Big T in there, like he's got great growth. I do like Rob's first few picks, like like you say, getting Tony Storm number one, uh, just like last year. I think that kind of almost guarantees you winning um, the women's side of things. But yeah, some some strong first picks from Rob. I think the, the top end of everyone's roster is very strong. Like, oh, uh, yeah. like the first ten picks, I think everyone's got like up there. I, I'm, I'd be happy with any of those. It's like like kind of when you're getting into the bottom half. I'm kind of looking through there and looking for like talent that I really want to watch wrestle. Um, I think Alan's been kind of sneaky by getting TK Cooper so late. That's certainly a pick that I'd... stands out to me down there. And Al Fantasmo. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with the uh, with Alan. I think I might be leaning towards Arn, but like it, I don't think there's any clear, like super clear standout for for winner. I'd need a bit more time to like go through everything, uh, and like uh, do some sort of formula or some ultra nerdy thing like that. <laughs> but yeah, the just the the amount of big lads Arn has makes it very hard to like look away from that <laughs> roster. Like I love the big lads. You've got Volta. Big lads wrestling. You've got Simmons, Lynch, uh, you, you could maybe say Maloney, uh, the biggest of lads, Big T Justice, Big Grizz. Um, all caps Big Grizzly. Whew, that's John, that's John a lot of man. As well, he's a big lad. He is a big boy. And Gene Money's a slice of sexual gammon. <laughs> that, that is very true. How could you ever overlook that? Yeah, it's. I'll be very interested to see the way the vote goes on this one. I think it's going to be tight. Um, it's going to be very tight. I think there's a there's there's a good few to that I would 
choose between, I guess. I think Rob's is the one that you, you really have to look at to start with, just because I think, I said this when we went through it, I think, I feel like Rob had won the uh, the women's section before he even picked Rhea O'Reilly. Uh, Tony Storm was just an excellent first pick, and we all left Alpha Female there open for him. Uh, I was happy to get Ginny, but I, I think Alpha Female was a great pickup. And then April Davids, I think we were all kind of going, all right, this third pick, that's going to be the April Davids pick. Uh, and then Rio O'Reilly is a great pickup as well. Uh, however, I'm not sure I'm as high on the back end of your draft as some of the other ones. I think it's, it's very difficult. I, th- I think I might have to give it to... Uh, see, I don't really want to reward Alan for both <laughs> the, seek- the sneaky power trip pick and that nonsense at the end. <laughs> <laughs> The, the absolute nonsense that was going on at the end. Uh, but I think, I think I'm going to go with Alan. Uh, that, I think the Nathan Cruz pick at five is really strong. The Grado pick is really strong. Sonner Durson and Michael Dante late are, are great pickups there. Uh, Viper is a great pick in the women as well. So I think I, I, I'd give it to Alan. Am I going to get Ralph Wiggumed again? <laughs> no, no one said anything nice about me. <laughs> I think that's happened. So many foreigners. <laughs> Hey, I like the Germans and I like the Irish. I- I'm Man. talking about the Americans and the Australians that you picked. <laughs> I think I think you went. I mean, I like I I'm, I like Lycos a lot. I think you left a lot on the board when you picked Lycos and then went for Davis and Fletcher really early. I think uh, I think you maybe reached a little bit too far, my friend. I, th- I think I've got a strongly Somewhat. theme. And I on- honestly couldn't tell you who the Salmons are. <laughs> oh, too unlimited. Come they, on. They began the Britrus boom. Oh, them. Okay. <laughs> they made Will Ospreay who he is. <laughs> that was the start of Will Ospreay being great. That that tag match with Jake McCluskey. They're just he didn't get drafted. incredibly bad at getting booked. <laughs> but in Jack this fantasy Jack. universe, that is not a factor. Yeah, you yeah, have got Ilya Dragunov and Matt Riddle. That's that's it's a killer, a hell of a it's a killer match. top like, match. Mm, yeah. I just I just look at where I got Tim Thatcher and you pick Mark Davis. I don't know. I, I like Mark, I like Mark Davis a lot, but I think I'd rather have Mark Davis. Yeah, I'm 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 with Arn on that. I'd I'd take Mark Davis. I'm real high on Mark Davis. God mm. damn, Andy Smarks. <laughs> he, he he killed Lycos. I looked at that matchup and I was like, I want that matchup. <laughs> Get on the Dunkzilla train. Was <laughs> that a four uh, four to one against Timmy Thatcher? It's the Thatcher. By by, by the way, just just to make sure. Uh, I do get all the votes. I want you guys to know that the main event of the first show will be Pete Dunne versus the Pigeon. <laughs> I'm going to find the Pigeon, I'm going to book him, and I'm going to Daryl him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, have Have you drafted the Pigeon? Uh, I don't think so. The pigeon, was, the pigeon wasn't eligible. It's going to be a wild card signing. I guess it's not like male or female, so kind of. I feel it. like pigeons have genders, but that, that, I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but like... That pigeon has an agenda. This, this is some third that. hour talk going on right here. It also hasn't had a match, Does unlike it... the giraffe from Fight Club Pro. Yes. <laughs> Love the giraffe. Yeah, I think we should just about wrap up there. I will ask of, of all four of you to, to create a, a first show card, as well as some sort of direction... Uh, in written form, out at, at some point for for the posting to try and sway people over 
to your side for the big vote. That'll go up on the forums. Again, there'll be a link in the description for that. Um, uh, plugs, I think, is is time for now. Mm -hmm. uh, Ollie, do you want to start? 